you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hello and welcome to It's the Fingers on Buzzers Christmas, Christmas Special. special. <laughs> We're almost in harmony there. But really, really not. not oh, I apologise, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> but you're used to it by now, you know. <laughs> Uh, we're so delighted to be hosting our virtual Christmas party. Yay! With loads of virtual guests. I've got some virtual volivants. Yep, we're down at the virtual crinkly bottom manor house. <laughs> we are awaiting the doorbell ringing with our fantastic guests. So we've asked a lot of people who are on this wonderful series to come back and ask us some questions. So they're going to be dropping by. They'll be Their footprints will be crunching up the snowy path oh, as we speak. They will, bearing their all the whistles. The, and... All the way up the driveway, which is it's very long because our virtual manor house <laughs> is absolutely enormous. We've both got our own wing of the virtual manor house. Yeah, and Amanda's got another. Glamorous so. and mine is scuzzy and Amanda's, we're not allowed in. Yeah. No, no way. No way. <laughs> no way. I told, we talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's her private space. So we will be having lots of brilliant quiz questions. 
But before we do, we're going to have a quick look at what's on the telly this Christmas. It's a smorgasbord, Aww. it's all I can say. And I love Christmas telly so much. And we've we've got our Radio Timeses in front of us. I'm going to look at mine. With the highlighter oh, poised. And if you if you want quiz action this yeah. Christmas, it is, it's pretty much wall to wall. It is. And if you want to see both Jenny and I, and members of our family, in fact, you can see them in quizzing. What have you got going on this Christmas, Jen? So we've got our usual chase Christmas lineup. So Christmas Day and Boxing Day, we have got our specials where you'll see five of us chasers all taking part and... The fancy dress element does come through. There's a theme to one of the shows. Uh, The other one is just our Christmas party glamour. Nice. Um, We've got some brilliant contestants and and Richard Herring. Richard, the most competitive man in the world. So, yes. yeah, uh, he, he how was that? He doesn't let let his reputation slide okay. in the com- competitiveness front. Um, so, those are definitely both worth looking forward to. But I know that regular Chase fans will appreciate even more the bloopers on the 27th nice they've managed to find some more stuff on the cutting room floor which is pretty humiliating Goes for everybody involved misty hyman it's it's the all new <laughs> <laughs> all new bradley losing it over yeah. funny things yeah um, that's sh- that should be a, a hoot for mm. your for your boxing day uh, no day after boxing boxing day boxing day is that a thing? Like boxing, you have Christmas Eve, Eve, like the 23rd. You get Boxing Day, Boxing Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Boxing Day, Boxing Day, Boxing Day. I have until made that up, but New it's Year's now Eve. a thing. Yeah. Um, and a bit sooner than that, there's a show that I took part in called Bradley Walsh's How to Win a Game Show. Well, I will be interested in that because I'd love to win a game show. It's a, it's a bit of a behind the scenes peek behind all the curtains and um we look at some great contestants and why they were great contestants not just the chase but we're looking at all sorts of game shows apparently uh, um, old mulhern oh, is uh, giving his Stephen. deep deep inside knowledge about mr chips how to beat mr chips <laughs> at his own game i mean not many not many have succeeded versus mr chips so that's going to be a, a very insightful thing for well, anybody basically who's listening to this because you must all be game show fans. Yes, if you haven't been on one, you probably will be at some point. Yeah, so this is, it's all useful information. And I believe we also get some secrets of the Chasers grueling regimes. Yes, some inside knowledge. Um, at, at least two of us are making an appearance in a talking heads format, which Very is, nice. uh, I'm wondering how much of what I said actually made it because <laughs> some of it is just too useful. <laughs> yeah, we don't want everybody knowing how to no. win a game show because then there'll be no fun in it, will there? No, exactly. We want some losers as well as winners. But you're you're going to be gracing our screens oh, over, over Christmas. I am. I was delighted to be asked to take part in Celebrity Mastermind, which is on... It's on not the... just Celebrity Mastermind, though, is it? Well... Celebrity Mastermind of Celebrity Mastermind. If you push me, Jen, to call it <laughs> Champion of Champions, I will. So, uh, yeah, me, Zoe Lyons, Miles Jupp and Neil Hannon, oh. which... Uh, it was such oh. a delightful group of people. It's it like a, a fantasy lineup. dinner party yes. of quizzing. And uh, it was tremendous fun. We recorded that during lockdown. So there's lots of me not being allowed to launch myself at John Humphreys, as I otherwise <laughs> would have done, obviously. We know, we know, we know how feelings. I feel about John Humphreys, definitely. Um, but he was charming and delightful. And I felt bad for what I called him in a live <laughs> show. But... Uh, <laughs> It was all tremendous fun, and that is on. So that's on the twenty eighth, or Boxing Day, Boxing Day, Boxing Day, as yeah. we're 
gonna oh my auntie Vic's birthday yeah I know she does listen so yes boxing day boxing day boxing day aka Vic's birthday Vic's birthday and my son's birthday oh what a day it is masses of celebration to be had there so yeah so I've done that and my husband is also quizzing over the Christmas period he has done university challenge and he's been really keen to do this ever since I did it a few years ago I said how much fun it was and he has uh and he couldn't do it I think they asked him to do it a couple of years ago couldn't do it anyway so this year he's finally been able to do it and him and Aid Edmondson and Juliet Jacques and David Knott are the team for Manchester so you'll have to see how they get on and that was on I think that's on the 22nd very strong lineup again yeah, those are the kind of lineups that I hear, and I'm thinking that better not be a celebrity chase team in future because mm-hmm. we're done for. Yeah, well, um, Aid Edmondson. I mean, I'm not going to give anything away about how they do, but Aid Edmondson was brilliant, and I did not know that he has cartography in the family. I think his dad was a map maker. Wow! So I did a little run through. It was brilliant. I did a Zoom run through where I was Paxman, and I have never felt more mighty. The dream. Yes, and uh, Aid Edmondson was fantastic on all geography and flags and maps and everything like that. So that was really good. And Juliet Jack was brilliant on sport and football and politics and history. And David Knight is a brilliant medical brain. So they're a strong team, and I would look out for them on I'm the 22nd. excited already. Yeah. Wow, we've got a lot to look forward to over Christmas, not just the usual films which uh, I always look forward to. Your the heavy favorites. Kung Fu Panda. Uh, I saw BBC are going very heavy on Kung Fu Panda, which I approve of. I mean, it'll make us hungry for noodles. <laughs> well. And then we get turkey. <laughs> and I'll have a fight, almost inevitably. <laughs> Think I can do martial arts. So yeah, it's going to be an amazing Christmas, but what's going to be even more amazing is the Fingers on Buzzers Christmas special, which is happening right now. <gasps> oh, any guests arriving? Mm. Do I hear? <laughs> Do I hear bells? <laughs> oh. oh, who could that be? Hi, it's Pavo. From WTAF and This Country Podcast, and we just wanted to wish all of you at Fingers on Buzzers a very happy Christmas. Isn't that right, Neil? A very happy Christmas indeed, Pav. We wish them all wonders and joys and everything. Indeed. Now, we've got a question for you, so here you go. Our very own Daisy May Cooper has been smashing it in the latest series of Taskmaster. Do you know the name of the superhero that she dresses up as in the tasks? So, what's the question again, Neil? So, here we are. Our very own Daisy May Cooper has been smashing it on the latest series of Taskmaster. Do you know the name of the superhero that she dresses up as in the tasks? Oh, how lovely to hear from those boys. Oh, what absolute superstars. Merry Christmas to WTAF Merry Christmas. and oh. all who sail in her. What a, what a mighty podcast they are. They I mean, are devoted to this country. With them, and I love this country. In fact, I did ask to choose this country as my special <gasps> subject on Mastermind. Oh. But I think I can probably say it already been done. Oh my goodness! So there you go. Wow. Um, anyway, so I don't know. You don't know. You've not been watching it. I know. Go on then. She's an achievement woman. Hey. It's, um, so she's got a cape which has been embroidered with lots of certificates of all her achievements throughout her life. Oh, it's beautiful. Amazing. Oh, well, there we go. Thank you. I thought that's the right answer. Now yes. I said it very confident, didn't I? <laughs> Find out. Okay. So your answer to the question and the question again, Neil is. Our very own Daisy May Cooper has been smashing it on the latest series of Taskmaster. 
Do you know the name of the superhero that she dresses up as in her tasks? And it is, of course, Achievement Woman. There you go. I hope one of you got it right. Thank you very much. Thank you. And also thank you for giving us one of the funnest nights we've had with our This Country Fingers on Buzzers uh, quiz mashup that we did. Have a lovely Christmas. Have a happy new year and stay safe. Oh, thanks, guys. Oh, we'd love to hear from those boys in the West Country. They are the best. Hello in the Cotswolds. Hope you're having a lovely Cotswolds Christmas. I think I can hear somebody else. Oh, my goodness. It's like all the best parties, isn't it, where, you know, no one turns up for ages and then suddenly (laughs) everybody's left it fashionably late. We have to mix drinks for everyone then, and that's a nightmare scenario. I'll I'll go and mull some more wine. Oh, please do. Oh. Didn't decide to use the bell. No. Interesting. Old school. Oh, 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 hello. And Yuletide felicitations and whatnot. It's Stephen Allen here, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, I'm a big fan of your podcast. I love quizzing. I watched loads growing up. It didn't give me the same massive knowledge that you two have got, but I am good at asking people if they've got funny stories about their honeymoon. Basically, I miss the Bob Monkhouse days of quizzing. Anyway, I would have been there, but there's a pandemic on and also wasn't invited. So those two together means I'll have to do this remotely. I've got a quiz question for you. As you may remember, when I was a guest on your show, before I did all of this stand-up lark, I was a chemist. So here's the chemistry question. What was the most recently discovered element? Wow. Lovely question. Wow. I mean, I feel, aren't there lots of sort of theoretical elements that don't actually exist, but they think they should or something? Yeah, well, they they do, but it's not been 100% proven. I think it goes up to about 118 or 119, because the ones at the bottom for so many years had like a number, a name based around the number. So un-un-octium was 118-ium. But they've all then been now renamed and they've been named after scientists. Oh, so we need to think... So it could be like Mendelevium or something like that. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I was thinking, is it like hurricanes where they've started just naming them randomly, <laughs> alphabetically? They'll, 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 they'll name one after you eventually, Lucy. Oh, God, I really hope so. <laughs> Lucianum. Lu- well, there's Lutetium, which is almost like your name. Anything and that's named Jay? after... There is no J on the periodic table. Did yes, you know that? that's a great question. There that's we go. No question. letter the J. Only it's the only letter. Very on sad. The table. Um, oh, I'm not very good at, at, at chemistry. It's not my. It's not my oeuvre. It's not. Nor is it mine. You'll be so I might. I might stick with ununoctium and hope that Steve gives us the point. Ununoctium. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to just think of any scientist. That I mean, I literally now my brain is going. I can't. I yeah. can't think of anything. Stephen Hawking. I've got nothing. Um, Stephen Hawkingium. Hawkingium. <laughs> it might have been a nice tribute to Stephen. Hawking. I'm pretty sure there isn't a Hawkingium, but okay. what about try. you know Brian Cox? He's science. He Coxium. Coxium. That sounds marvelous. One mole of Coxium. Yeah, uh, Steve. We think it's. Coxium. Yeah, Coxium. Because we just like saying Coxium. (laughs) (laughs) The most recently discovered element was tenosine, which is one of those massive ones down the bottom of the periodic table, discovered in April 2010. Doesn't really do much, just rips apart straight away. Give me a good old-fashioned P-block, which is a part of the periodic table. It's not a urinary. Do you know what? I'll leave it. Anyway, thank you very much for playing. Well done. I think I think I was pretty close. I think 
Tennessee Yum or whatever it was called is one that was renamed. Let's say the new name. Let's. I'm going to give myself half a point. And I'm going to give myself half a point because if there is a new element, I bet they're going to call it Coxium. Oh, Oh, I forgot I had the new doorbell (laughs) (laughs) fetish. Hello, Lucy and Jenny. It's Tom Price here. Thank you so much for having me on Fingers on Buzzers this year. It was arguably the best part of my year, but there's a very low bar. Anyway, I've got a question for you. My question is this. In what state in America did a very mysterious monolith recently appear in what state in america did a very weird metallic monolith recently appear i know place. i feel like this was the first one was it not seattle was it not washington state or that was utah oh maybe we're I mean, going up the top aren't we top sort of left area it feels really. more like something that might happen in utah i think it was it's somewhere that's got sort of big vast deserty national park okay um if if i was pushed if it's me answering on my own i would say utah but you go were going washington no, no, weren't I'll you go so with utah for you. I'm yeah happy. we'll never find out what they are <laughs> well they've disappeared didn't it disappear again someone took it down because they were annoyed <laughs> there was getting attention one appeared on the other white yeah oh, really? the rumor is it's an artist collective so the uh, first one was put up by an artist collective and then they've spread the idea around so they're uh, popping up everywhere nice. now well we'd love it's a monolith and here at fingers on buzzers tower yeah and the answer to the question is utah it is in the state of utah that the monolith appeared uh i think it's pr for the mormons but that's just my hunch that's not factually accurate but who cares about facts <laughs> <laughs> we usually care about facts but i think a bit of speculation now and again does not go amiss if an osmond pops out of it maybe it's a hatching <sighs> pod for osmond who knows i did wonder how they came about yeah there you go now you know is anyone else approaching <laughs> oh i feel i my I spidey sense, sense something yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah i had that doorbell put in <laughs> hi lucy and jenny it's bethany black my question for you is what is the name of the big boss of team rocket from the pokemon series and which Pokemon is always with him? Oh, so oh, the big boss of Team Rocket. Well, Team Rocket are Jesse and James, and they've okay. got Meowth with them. But so Meowth is always with them. Yeah, but they they must have a boss because they're, they're they're sort of underlings and they're always plotting, but uh, it always goes awry because they're not very good. Mm. Um, Unless it involves like dressing up in some weird fancy dress situation <laughs> and going undercover incognito, when you can always tell it's Jesse and James because they're, they're they're not very subtle. You know what? I think she stumped us. She, well, I mean, I have been just sitting and nodding along. I can guess a Pokemon with for the. This. I will say Ekans is the snake they've always got with them. The the Pokemon, it's the snaky one, and it's always it'll be something a bit sinister, won't it? Okay, and I think their boss. Oh, make up it's a great name. Be Arthur. Oh, that would be such a plot twist. <laughs> I'm sure I'd remember it if it was Be Arthur, but I'm, yeah, let's let's stick with that. I was looking at a Golden Girls mug, so that is, I mean, I should, full disclosure, that's why I said that, but I think it's, yeah, let's find out. And the answer to that is Giovanni, and the Pokemon that he has with him at all times is Persian. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. It was so lovely to be on the show. See you next year. No. Oh, well, Bethany, Bethany you will be back for us. our MCU quiz as well. We're doing that in the new year. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I feel foolish now because Meowth is with Team Rocket, mm-hmm. but uh, the evolved version of Meowth is Persian. 
course it is. I, did, I was thinking more sinister, but what could be more sinister than a, a sneaky cat? Yeah. They're the best of animals, but they're also the worst of animals. Oh, I've got two. They're awful. They're amazing and dreadful. Just awful. <laughs> Horrible creatures. Mine's been on a killing spree, so I'm oh, not even... Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. How mice festive. Every day. I know, it's a, the 12 mice of Christmas for us. It's been I mean, ridiculous. It, I mean, it shows that, you know, he cares. I know. I just wish he bloody wouldn't. That's all. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, well done, Bethany. That was a brilliant Yeah, question. great question. I think I can hear somebody else approaching. Oh, could it be? It's like Piccadilly Circus. Oh, Fuck on. That's the bell that I brought. Mm. Happy Christmas to everybody on Fingers on Buzzers. To Lucy, to Jen, and also to Amanda behind the scenes. It's Neil Delamere here. It's an absolute joy to do, and it's always a joy to listen to as well. My trivia question is, who was the first person to win both an Oscar, an Academy Award, and a Nobel Prize? That is a classic Delamere staple question, I think. That is a vintage quiz. I've I've heard that question before, and it's one that you should know. And I'm looking at you. Yeah, like, you're looking at my. You really should know. Face. I know. You know. You know this, Lucy. Well, I can work this out. Come on. Yeah. I can work this out. Who's a peaceful actor? Who is someone it's, who's a? Pe- I'll give you a clue. It's not for acting. It's not an acting Oscar. Or, oh. Because you don't win Nobel prizes for acting. It's a shame. I mean, <laughs> what do you win Nobel prizes for, and can win Oscars for? There's a, there's one thing that you can win for both. Um, writing. Yeah. Okay. So somebody who won an Oscar for a movie and a peace prize. Didn't win a peace prize. And oh, they didn't win a peace prize. No, 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 prize for writing. Literature, literature yeah. prize. Oh god. Literature well, look at me just going. Uh, I, can, I can give you the country, and it's and it is very apt that it's Neil Delamere asking. Oh, so it's an Irish mm-hmm. writer. Yeah. Who won the Oscar? <laughs> oh, this is agony. I'm only, I can only apologise to all the listeners. Irish playwright. Who got this? Uh, Eugene O'Neill. Um, uh, George Bernard Shaw. George Bernard Shaw. George Bernard Shaw. George Ber- Pygmalion. There was a film of Eugene Pygmalion. It's very Irish. Fresh. No. But it sounds, <laughs> sounds as Irish as you can possibly get, it though, does, to be fair. No. Uh, George Bernard Shaw, of course. Yeah, Pygmalion and just for being George Ever Bernard Shaw. George Bernard Shaw. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that is a brilliant question. And I'm, I'm sorry assuming I'm right. Maybe to I'm... the Irish that I didn't get that. <laughs> to all of us. You but you can, have a, uh, you can have Eugene O'Neill. <laughs> and the answer, as I'm sure you both know, is George Bernard Shaw. Nobel Prize for Literature. And then uh, the Pygmalion Best Adapted Screenplay was the Oscar. And then Bob Dylan did it a few years later. Happy Christmas. Have a great 2021. Oh, cheers, Neil. Brilliant question. It's a a classic question, and I like that it stumped you. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't, but, you know. (laughs) You'll never forget it now, though, because I I, I absolutely tortured it out of you. you did. (laughs) I went through so much agony there. There was actually the worst thing about 2020 for me, that. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, hope someone turns up soon to relieve the tension. (laughs) I might leave. (laughs) Oh, back off. Well, hello, Fingers on Buzzers Christmas special. This is Justin Morehouse, one of your bestest friends, and I had a lovely time on your podcast this year. I've got a question for you. Are you ready? What was the first original Disney song to win an Academy Award for Best Original Song? The options are Someday My Prince Will Come, Circle of Life, Beauty and the Beast, When You Wish Upon a Star. 
Oh. No, I like the fact that you have restrained yourself from singing them all, Jen, because I could see <laughs> you're desperate to burst yeah, into all yeah. of those. Yeah, and but it's it's Mickey would come for us. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. really not it would allowed be dishonorable. to sing a Disney song. So no. I love them all. Mm. And I have literally no idea whatsoever. I'm just wondering if it, Oscar's really not my strong suit. If it could be a tricksy one, because I don't know how many of the older Disney films won So you think Oscars. it might be like Circle of Life The Circle of Life quite... the latest one. That's The Lion King. That's 94. Okay. Um, Beauty and the Beast was 91, 92. Uh-huh. Um... Beauty and the Beast, well, I think, was the first animated film to be nominated for Best Picture. Okay. Uh, extra bit of fat for you there, guys, Thank I believe. You. It's not the fact um, we're after, though, Jen. That's the we problem. Have Someday My Prince Will Come is Sleeping Cinderella? Beauty. Oh, no. Sleep, sleeping, sleeping Beauty. Think of Sleeping Beauty. And the other option was When You Wish Upon a Star. Ooh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. I feel like, I feel like, because that's really quite early. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to go I'm with... I'm pretty sure that that, that should have won. Should we if both it, if, it, if it didn't, if it didn't win, I'm demanding a recount of mm. whatever the 1941 Oscars was, or whichever year. <laughs> well, I might go, because I know that Justin is a mischievous character. Yes. I might go for, I'll go for Circle of Life, and then it will make it interesting. Okay. Because I liked your thinking yeah, of actually controversial. maybe surprising, and yeah. I think maybe Justin's trying to surprise us. And the answer is, when you wish upon a star. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, Lucy. Merry Christmas, Jenny. Merry Christmas, everybody. And I'll see you soon. Merry Quizmas. <laughs> you know, it's, he sounded like he could be Father Christmas himself. That was a very good audition for Quizzy Santa. <laughs> that was that was Santa quiz. lovely. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Our little Santa quiz, Justin Morehouse. <laughs> Who will be next, I wonder? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I know who that they're, is. They're playing Operation, whoever they are. It's Angela Barnes here. Happy Christmas. So Amanda, the producer, has asked me to send you a Christmassy trivia question. Well, it didn't have to be Christmassy, but it is Christmas. So what I thought I'd do is give you a question based on my own personal obsession, which is with... Cold War history. Happy Christmas. Um, so my question is this, and there's two parts to the answer. So it is, which European communist dictator was shot dead on Christmas Day 1989, along with his wife, Eleanor, and which country was he the leader of until that point? Obviously, wasn't a great leader after that. So that's which communist dictator was shot dead on Christmas Day 1989 alongside his wife Eleanor and which country was he the dictator of? What a lovely cheery Christmas question Angela. Is it Ceausescu? Yeah I think it's Ceausescu because I think it comes up in Christmas quizzes. I know she was saying it's not very cheery for a Christmas quiz but it's definitely come up in a Christmas quiz. Yeah I feel like I remember that being Christmas. Was that Romania? Yeah I think it was yeah. Yeah Ceausescu good old Ceausescu that's a memorable Christmas fact for you there you go just if you don't want it all to be sweetness and light and gifts and and happy tunes <laughs> just a bit of dictator death yeah if you need to bring the mood through. down sometimes we all do don't we so at a certain point after your Christmas dinner everyone yeah. everyone just needs a bit of a, a mood dampener yeah to lift it up again for the Christmas games later that's what I say so yeah Ceausescu Romania. Romania and the answer to the question is it was of course Nikolai Ceausescu the dictator of Romania 
Yay! Uh, I hope you have a lovely Christmas and uh, I'll keep listening to Fingers on Buzzers because I think it's absolutely brilliant and hopefully I'll see you in the real world in 2021. How exciting would that be? By the way, this is me, Angela Barnes. I'm not Jenny Ryan. I only wish I were the vixen, but alas, I know a lot about the Cold War and that's about it. Happy Christmas, Happy New Year. See you on the other side. No. But I, I, I'm pretty sure that it would cause a rift in the space-time continuum if I was in the same postcode as Angela Yeah, Barnes. no, let's, no, let's not find out. Yeah, that's, Enough that's has gone wrong in recent very times dangerous. to oh, meddle with that. Yeah. Maybe this all went wrong when we decided to have Angela on the podcast. Oh, we put her on the list yeah. and it was like, you know, the, the universe went, whoa, yeah. calm down, ladies. Sorry, guys, sorry we did that. <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Somebody else said they were coming oh, as well. Oh, goodness. Well, we've not wow, got capacity. I've made enough on the Rule of six. Be, be <laughs> damned. Who's this then? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, it's Nick Helm here, and my question is, well, in his later life, which of his neighbours did Cary Grant steal and then later agree to co-own a cat from? In his later life, long after he'd done loads of LSD, which of his neighbours did Cary Grant... Sex symbol, 1950 sex symbol, Cary Grant. Still, and then agree to co-own their cat. Have I said that right? Which of his neighbours did he steal their cat, their cat from? 1950s sex symbol, Cary Grant. He stole a cat from one of his neighbours. Which neighbour was it? I don't think we could have wished for a more Nick Helm question. It's a brilliant Nick Helm question. If Nick Helm doesn't get his own quiz show, I will be very angry about that. With material like that, 
It's if he's amazing. writing the questions, I'm 100% in. Yep. Uh, this is baffling I thought and I, fascinating at the same I time. I thought I knew a lot about Cary Grant. I've read... Well, I mean, I've read his autobiography, but he probably didn't mention the cat scene. Not the cat, <laughs> not the cat theft, no. What you really need is a biography. Uh, yeah, expose that. of all these animal crimes. Well, who would he have lived next door to? Yeah, in later life. So we're talking... Angela Lansbury. I can imagine oh. those two having a right old... I was thinking Ding dong about. he would have lived somewhere reek posh in like Hollywood, Beverly Hills. I'm wondering if someone like Hugh Hefner. Could have been one of yeah, Hefner's yeah. pussies. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Hey. Um, or like Mae West, like a real sort of, you know, a Hollywood legend. So yeah, that was like his film, big Hollywood debut, debut was, with, was with her. She'd done him wrong. But I don't know when she... She popped she off. popped off. Because um, he said later life. Yeah. And it probably this could be anybody. West, so it could be literally anyone in Hollywood, couldn't it? Meg Ryan. Unless he'd moved back to Bristol. So <laughs> <laughs> it's Justin Lee Collins. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Banksy. I mean, who knows? We really... It, we're, Nick's going to have to put us out of our misery. Wow, another stumper. It's brilliant, though. We'll never forget this. And the answer is... Alice Cooper's manager, Shep Gordon. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Have a lovely, lovely, socially distanced time. <laughs> we should have known there'd be an Alice Cooper connection, yeah. actually. Oh, we, John should... we should have said John Schlesinger or Alice yeah. Cooper. Yeah, it's, it, that was definitely a question which was play, play the man, not the ball. Yes, you're, you're exactly yeah. right. But even then, I don't think I'd have guessed Alice Cooper's manager. <laughs> Shep Gordon Great bit of trivia. Anyways, to be honest, Nick, I probably would have asked it the other way around. Uh, yes. But like, yeah, the answer B, Cary Grant. Legend. Or what did they fight over? Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll but, but I, I'm quite low to, to criticise Nick because it, he's, he, it would result in a nasty incident outside a pub <laughs> next time I see him. Oh, now do I hear somebody else? Ooh. Trip trapping over our bridge. They're not even coming up the path anymore. They're just directly dropping down from yeah, the Through parapet. the chimney. <laughs> oh, through the window. Hello, ladies. A very merry Christmas to you both. Um, Kate Thornton here with a festive question for you. Not a tricky one. I've kept it easy. After all, it is the season of goodwill and 2020 has been horrific. So my question to you is about Father Christmas. We know that Father Christmas wears a lovely red suit, but why? Is that because Coca-Cola decided that that's how he should look and he'd always previously worn other coloured suits or not? True or false, Father Christmas wears his red suit because Coca-Cola made it that way. Well, it's a brilliant question from Kate Thornton there. Yeah, because that is the that is the urban legend. But I but I don't know if it's an urban legend that is actually true. Yeah, I feel that. Oh yeah, I'm really torn with this one because I, I believe it to be true, Jen. Yeah, if if not the originators of the red and white suit, Coca Cola definitely spread it across the world. Yeah. There were there were. I think there were images of him before with a green, green and white suit. Exactly, green was the colour that he wore. I think. Um, but it's it's lovely and festive, isn't it? I I I I'd like it to be true, even though commercialism and you know capitalist society, all that kind of nonsense. Blah blah blah. blah, 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 blah. It's, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Red and white. Let's 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 <laughs> down a, another pint of rum and coke. Come on, Kate. What's the answer? The answer is false. Actually, Father Christmas has over the years 
Father Christmas has, over the years, had a multiple uh, set of suits of different colours, green, blue and red. But Coca-Cola went with the red because it matched their branding. And it was a bid on their part to try to convince people that Coca-Cola wasn't just a drink for a hot day, it was a drink for a cold day. Ho, ho, ho. Very Warm, good. Warmed Coca-Cola. Mulled yes. Coca-Cola. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but as you say, they did popularise it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I think we... We can that. keep, we can hold on to that half, association. Half a point, half a yeah, point. Yeah, I think so. Good question, though. Thank you, Kate. Thanks, Kate. I think there's still a few more people oh, to arrive. Oh, wow. I hope we've got enough carver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell who that is yeah. from that ring. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Jenny. It's Sean Williamson here, um, formerly Barry from EastEnders and now uh, a quiz freak. Uh, it's great to be part of your Christmas show, a Fingers on Buzzers Christmas special, and it was a pleasure to be a guest of yours earlier in the year. Now, I've got a question for you. Now, my question is, Roger Fenton is considered to be the world's first war photographer, Roger Fenton. My question is, which conflict did he photograph? Roger Fenton is considered to be the world's first war photographer. Which conflict did he photograph? Good luck! Well, do you know, that is a brilliant question, as we would expect from yes. Sean. He's someone who knows no um, Right, so, we're going to sort of go... Early twentieth century, do you think? I think I think that would be your instinct, but I I've got a suspicion it's earlier than that. Do you think so? so yeah, you... but I'm not sure how far back it could be. Well, when was uh, you Crimean? That was like eighteen fifties or something, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was middle of the nineteenth century. My, my instinct was to say Crimean, but that is quite a long time ago. It mm. could be um, the American Civil War. <gasps> That's a brilliant answer, and I am going to go with that one. Yeah, that just really. I th- I think it's, it's certainly going to be the 19th century rather than the 20th century. Yeah. I know it, yeah. it became much more widespread in the 20th yeah. century, but it could there could have been photos taken back then. Yes, and that's... Yeah. Yeah, I think o- that's... Other than that, later than that, you've got the Boer War, which would be very late 19th century. But, mm. I, you know well, what? I think American Civil War is we're, a brilliant answer. This is not our, our area of expertise, and I think we've come up with some good options, and we're going to plump for... The American Civil American War. War, definitely. The answer is Roger Fenton photographed the Crimean War. Okay, uh, the American Civil War was the first war to be mass photographed, but the first uh, known photographs of, uh, of, of a conflict were Roger Fenton's photographs of the Crimean War. Uh, have a great Christmas. Have a cool Yule, everybody. All the best. That was a great question. Our working out was impeccable. We were around it, weren't we? We just went to the wrong final choice. We talked ourselves out of the correct answer. I think it was a bit too early. That's a really good question. Very good question. uh, Roger Fenton is a name I will never forget. I thought he was going to say Roger Federer to start with, and I was like, (laughs) we're in tennis, come on. Fenton? I know, that's all I could think of, was Fenton the uh, the dog. (laughs) Is that his full name? The dog's full name. Who could be coming now? Who's, who's arriving now to our bumper Christmas do? It's really warming up now. Too many people in here sweating. Oh, they're on the phone, I think. So oh. we get that. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'll just pick up my landline here. <laughs> Hello, Jenny. Hello, Lucy. Um, here I am, Les Dennis, in my dressing room at the Theatre Royal Plymouth just before I become Mrs. Crusoe. And, oops. <laughs> Hope I'm not as tipsy as she is. So, <laughs> my question to you 
is, and it's a hard one, this, it's, it's a movie question. Um, name the actor who only did five movies in his lifetime. Only made five movies. Four of them won at least one Oscar, and the fifth was Oscar-nominated. So that's five movies, all Oscar-nominated, and four won at least one Oscar. That's quite a hit ratio. What was the actor's name? Now, and it's uh, Meryl Streep's boyfriend, isn't it? Yep. And he did the conversation. Yep. And I've totally blanked on his name. John. John Cassavetes. That's the one. Gosh, thank goodness we pulled that out. I only recently found out that he dated Meryl Streep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he, he was such an amazing actor and he's got such range yeah. and such a short career. I know. Really, but every single film he's in is absolutely worth watching. Yeah, I know. Imagine what could have been. Yeah. Anyway, anyway very, that's very cheery, but yeah, the, that is an s- absolute starter list of top movies. If you've not got into yeah. serious movie watching. Well, this Christmas, none of us can go anywhere, let's face it. Exactly. So let's all just sit at home just, and watch John Cassavetes' movies. Yeah, it's a great start anyway. That'll yeah. last you a couple of days and then uh, move on to Streep. Yeah, and then that's going to take you into 2022 when yeah. it, hopefully all this awfulness will be over. But if you were sort of thinking, oh, what was going on with Les <laughs> in his dressing room? You will be able to see that, we promise. We're going to put it on Shenanigans. Yes, panto shenanigans of the <laughs> finest order. So I should imagine you found that quite difficult. Here is your answer. The answer is the great John Cazale. John Cazale played Fredo in The Godfather, Godfather 2 as well, was also in Dog Day Afternoon, Deer Hunter, and The Conversation, the one that was Oscar-nominated but didn't win anything. So there you have it. John Cazell is the answer. Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you, Liz. I got my John's wrong. Yeah, but it's easy done after this much champagne. I know, I got my John's, but it was, it was basically the right answer, except I just went on a bit yeah. after John Cazell yeah, and I went John Cazavetes. John Cazavetes. Who is John Cazavetes? He's a director, is... but I, sh- I should have corrected you, okay. but I... I, I thought it sounded so convincing you were so confident <laughs> with the so whole was. thing yes now is it's the season of goodwill we're, we're not going to pull each other up on no, our on our fine. clanging it's errors fine. it's fine it was half a just we'll just leave that to les dennis <laughs> he'll give us the money himself <laughs> if it was up there he would have given me the money himself <laughs> but it wasn't but so yeah it turns out it was a very hard question and i got it wrong but in a almost delightful right. way almost right um, there can't be any more guests coming. I mean, we've I got... Think, if Les is at the party... We're at capacity now. We've peaked, surely. Oh, surely I mean, to goodness. Surely. I, I'm sure that there's still a couple of people on the guest list that oh. said they were coming. Well, they've so probably been to another party. Turn up. <laughs> oh, oh, there is somebody at the door. Yeah. Egg timer? Yeah. <laughs> there is no need to be this wow. persistent. <laughs> Hello, James Acaster here, posing a question to you on this Christmas quiz. The question is, what is the only dog that does not have a pink tongue? The only breed of dog that doesn't have a pink tongue. Are you absolutely baffled by that? I love concept? this question. I you know, love it. This, I'm glad, this. you know, he may have turned up fashionably late, but I'm pleased that James came. And he also did sound like he was presenting a, a regional drive time show. <laughs> <laughs> It was beautiful. It's the best way to approach everything, I think, is just pretend you're partridge. And, you know, um, oh, Come on, I'm, right. I'm going to let you stew a bit if you well, want, if you want I mean, to have a go. Okay, I, uh, so it's got to be something a bit unusual, yeah. the dog yeah, yeah, breed. Yeah. Something very big or very small, maybe? Mm. Is it like a husky? 
No, no, no. It's not as it's not an epic dog like that. It's okay. uh, distinctive looking. Um, not super popular these days. Not in the same way it probably was in the seventies and eighties. I feel it's a bit more of a trendy Ooh, dog. I've got to think of dogs that I have loved. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs whose tongues I've I th- seen. I think it's. I think it's, it's a blue tongue or a black tongue. It's got. It's got a very dark. So tongue. a popular dog in the seventies and eighties. I've probably just made that a up. A bichon frise or a. Uh... No, no, no. That's probably a bit more nineties into two thousand. A bichon okay. frise. Okay, seventies dog. What would, what would Margot have had in the good life? What would she have had? Yeah, it's a trend, trendy kind of dog. Mm, I don't think I'm going to get it. I think it's the Chow. Okay, yes. Chow Chow. Yep, it's got right. a, I want to say a blue tongue. That sounds incredibly plausible. I might have just made this up or I've heard it in a quiz before. Yeah. Well, so I'm it's usually one of that. the two. I've dreamed it or it, it, it's been a question. I don't know actual facts. I just <laughs> learn things by the medium of quiz or just making them up. Or just dreaming about them. Yep. Well, let's see if James Acaster had the same dream did as you did. The answer is a chow. A chow has a blue tongue. Merry Christmas. <laughs> that was that was the most Acaster thing. That <laughs> sign up. Chow has a blue tongue. Merry Christmas. Merry Bye. Christmas. Out. Yeah, understated Dump. but brilliant. Yeah. And I have to say, I, I'm so impressed with you tonight, Jen. Ah, despite you know. the alcohol, I'm coming up with some facts. Uh, clearly, it suits you. Clearly, a little bit of. Uh, I shan't be doing the chase after after Carver. booze. <laughs> no, but yeah, we've discussed but, this before. You you can reach sort of peak. There is a definite tipping point. Yes. Not no pun intended. I've gone beyond as my John Cassavetes. Uh, John Cazal. John Cazal. Exactly. Yeah. We can watch all of Casavetti's movies after John Casals. Oh, John Casals, thank you. Well, there's still one more person that said that they were going to come. Oh. oh, do you know what? Hey, they bloody well are. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Oh. Is it Santa? Better. So. <laughs> Better than Santa, not possible, surely. Hello, it's Michael Sheen. Here. Actually, better than Santa. My question is <laughs> what are the six territories widely considered? to be the Celtic nations. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it is such He's an on-brand on question for the Welshman himself. Is, no, I don't even really understand what this means, Jen. So the Celtic nations the Celtic quizzing nations. is at the moment... Scotland, Scotland Ireland, Wales, and Ireland. Wales. So Cornwall, are they Celts? They're, yes. They're Celts. Like Normandy, some bit of northern France, or, you yeah, know, so Brittany, you, or... Bretons. Bretons, yeah. maybe, Brittany. And I think... I also think the Basque people are Celts. Okay, yeah. Because when we did uh, our family DNA history, uh-huh. it turns out that we're Celts all the way back from the Basque country. Oh, yeah. very good. No, I'm noted for my very Basque colouring. No, apparently there, there's, a, there's a subset of people in the Basque country who have, have uh, ginger fe- features. Okay. Yes. Pale and semi-interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Easily burned. Well, I'm. I'm I, th- I think. I think we've got a good shout there, and and I hope I know, we're not in trouble from from Santa slash Michael Santa if we get Sheen. these wrong. I know. I mean, gosh, <laughs> we're on we, the naughty list. We possibly, really wouldn't want to disappoint him, but I think yeah, that sounds good to me. Tell us, Michael. And the answer is Wales, of course, Scotland, Ireland, Cornwall, Brittany, and the Isle of Man. A very Merry Christmas to you. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) 
Oh. I mean, we were so close. We were so, I, but with with that ho ho ho, I don't feel like we've lost at all. No, and I think and <laughs> we're I mean, all winners. Who could forget about the Isle of Man, one of the most vibrant places in these islands? So uh, here's cheers to you, cheers. And Douglas. Yeah, and wherever else there is Peel. on the Isle of Man, and Peel, <laughs> Peel of Man. What a treat it has been having all of those lovely voices. Oh. Cheers to cheers. them. Let's just cheers to all cheers. our guests. <laughs> and cheers to all of you, our listeners. But the fun is not going to stop now. No, can't do now. We've, we've, we've not peaked yet. We have got one more final treat, which is, you may remember that lovely Michael Cannon, who was on our show a few weeks ago, uh, has he said he was going to do us a melodica <sighs> musical quiz. Wow. And what better way to play out 2020 than with music on a melodica? There is no other way. So the way we're going to do this is Michael has sent us five Christmas tunes that he's played on his melodica and we're going to listen and enjoy and Jenny and I will write them down and compare notes at the end. You can do so at home as well. Look at this, it's very play-alongable. It is, isn't it? This is a great format, melodica madness. Hi Lucy and Jenny, it's listener Mike Cannon here, back as promised, but this time I've got my melodica with me. I'm going to play you five Christmas carols, some better known than others, and I'd like you to tell me the names of them. So let's start with an easy one. Here is number one. Okay, here's number two, slightly trickier. Here's number three. And number four. And last one, number five. Now... The thing I hadn't appreciated about playing Christmas carols on the melodica is it makes them all sound really sad, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it there's, there's a, slightly... the minor key yeah. is very much in play. Very tragic uh, quality. So I've really only one and three I'm confident with, and then two, four, and five I'm I'm really struggling. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling on four and five myself. So one is Once in Royal David City, right? Heart the Herald Angels, wasn't it? Oh yeah, Heart the Herald Angels. Yeah. <laughs> Very confident, very confidently wrong. Yeah, I was yeah, utterly, yeah. There was one I was utterly baffled on, which was four. I'm nowhere on that. Five I'd heard before, but four I don't feel I've ever heard before. Well, two, I thought, is it it came upon the midnight clear? I got O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Okay, maybe, yeah. I, really I don't know. Sure. Number three I had in the bleak midwinter. Same. We agree on something, at okay, least. Okay, yes. Well, I was very confident about one in more David City, which I now realise was out there at Angel Sing. We didn't have once in Royal David City, did we at all? Was what's the Coventry Carol? That's one that you know always pops uh, up. In yeah, these yeah I've I've heard it, but let's say one of them is the Coventry Carol. Let's say the, let's say all of them are the Coventry Carol. Let's say four because we've got yeah, no idea. because we know we're on that. And what did you think five was? Nothing. I've got I, I, that is that is something I've heard before, mm. but it's baffled me in a melodica format. Yeah. So I mean, I'm going to claim disadvantage in that there are certain carols that are familiar to. Uh, Church of England churchgoers. Ah, yes. That I went to Catholic school and we wouldn't have had those well, ones. I and we had a different set of, of hymns and all that sort of I stuff. I will claim that as well, but to be honest, you just weren't listening. a very poor excuse. Yeah. 
um yeah that that's a great quiz i'm sure there are church going people at home who've got all five straight away and are thinking what what a bunch of idiots are hosting this show my family will be furious with me for this so that's always a good way to end the year with your family (laughs) they can't be furious with me in person so they can be furious it's very traditional though for to to have people fall out with you over a quiz remotely yeah it's fine what 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 say you mike lovely playing by the way beautiful Okay, let's go through some answers. So, number one was Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Number two was O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Number three, In the Bleak Midwinter. Number four, As with Gladness, Men of Old. And number five, The Coventry Carol. Hope you all enjoyed that. And thank you so much for having me on. Hope you and all the other listeners have a fab Christmas and a great 2021. Oh, thank oh, thanks, you. So that was beautifully much. played. We love you, Mike. That I'm, cla- I'm claiming good. between us we got four out of five because I, if if I just had blanks there and you said what's the Coventry Carol, I just wrote down Coventry Carol for four and five. Hedge <laughs> <Yeah>. my bets. <laughs> That's what enough. you do. But I've never number four. Never heard of that in my life. I don't definitely even wasn't know what done. It is now. Definitely wasn't sung at Thornley Salesian College. No. No way. No, St Alfred's Roman Catholic School did not. No, teach that no. either. So, uh, it, but do you know what? We will go and listen to it now. In fact, maybe we should play out with it <laughs> on our on our melodicas. <laughs> whip them out, ladies. Um, it's been a joy doing this Christmas special. Thank you so much to Mike Cannon and to all of our celebrity guests it who was, popped it was in. Such a cast list we've it had was today. Star studded is what it was, Jen. Joyful. Uh, but to the person or people that we wish to thank the most, obviously, Amanda. Woo! putting it all together always the wind beneath our wings um and of course and mostly you the listener who have been with us this year through thick and thin and there's been a lot of thin it's been and we've been quite thick sometimes (laughs) once in royal david city john cassavetes i mean i I've got a lot to think about and learn for yeah. 20. I've got a lot of resolutions to make for 2021, yeah. let's put it that way. But one of them is that to come back with another series of Fingers on Buzzers very, very soon in the new year. Season five. Is it? Wow. We are, we are absolutely chalking up the numbers now. And it's going to be, I, I, I don't know, I was going to say it's going to be bigger and better than ever, but I'm not sure how we can top that list of celebs that we've had on this year. Absolute stars, all of them. We've just heard them. And such lovely people. We're just going to have to have them back on again, aren't we? No, no, let's just do the whole thing again next year, yeah. except without coronavirus. Yeah. And Restart. Yeah, let's just press... Here we go, I'm going to press the button now. I'm control-alt-deleting. <laughs> Good luck, everyone. Yeah, that's right. right. Everything's, <laughs> everything's fine now. So Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you, our wonderful, glorious, gorgeous listeners. We love you. We love you and we'll be back next year with more... Fingers on buzzers. <laughs> Would have sounded better on the melodica, quite frankly. Mike, <laughs> get on it, please. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Fingers on buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Ho, 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 ho. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.